Welcome to Capital Comments with Larry DeBoer, Professor of Agricultural Economics at Purdue University. Capital Comments offers timely insight and commentary on public policy issues related to state and local government in Indiana, as well as national economic policy. You can find text and podcast versions of Capital Comments archived at www.agecon.purdue.edu slash crd slash local gov. And now, here's Larry DeBoer. Hi, I'm Larry DeBoer, and this is Capital Comments for October 2018. Our topic this month, the proposed balanced budget amendment to the Indiana Constitution. Early voting has started in Indiana, and voters will see a constitutional amendment question on their ballots. The question asks whether the Indiana Constitution should be amended to require the General Assembly to adopt a balanced budget, unless two-thirds of the House and Senate vote otherwise. The amendment would add to Article 10, Section 5 of the Constitution. The text defines revenues and appropriations then says that total appropriations enacted by the General Assembly can't be more than the estimated revenues during the two-year biennium. It goes on to say that if revenues fall short of estimates, the shortfall must be made up in the next biennium. And there's that clause about the two-thirds vote requirement to make exceptions. There are also clauses requiring pension liabilities to be fully funded and forbidding courts from ordering the state to raise revenues or cut spending. So, How would this change the way Indiana makes budgets? Maybe not at all. As it reads now, Article 10, Section 5 of our Constitution forbids the state from authorizing debt. If we can't be in debt, we can't spend more than we take in. The Indiana General Assembly has always acted as if the Constitution requires balanced budgets. Back in 1984, the old Advisory Commission on Intergovernmental Relations ranked Indiana among the states with the most stringent balanced budget requirements. The National Conference on State Legislatures also says that Indiana requires a balanced budget. On the other hand, the National Organization of State Budget Officers thinks that Indiana does not have a balanced budget requirement. They're looking for something explicit rather than the implied debt restriction. The amendment probably would satisfy NASBO. Perhaps the amendment wouldn't change what we do now, but could prevent potential problems in the future. Future pensions would have to be fully funded. Court orders for taxes or spending would be restricted. The current Constitution allows debt for casual deficits. The General Assembly never takes advantage of this possibility. Under the amendment, they probably couldn't. But. Maybe the amendment would change what we do now. Sometimes it makes sense to pass a budget with appropriations that are more than expected revenues. The 2017 budget was like that. In the budget bill passed in April 2015, general fund appropriations were $15.8 billion. Estimated revenues, including taxes and fees, totaled $15.6 billion. The budget was balanced under our current constitution, Reversions were one reason. That's money that is appropriated, but not actually spent. The General Assembly knew there would be enough reversions so that the actual spending during the fiscal year would be covered by expected revenues. At the end of the fiscal year, the budget was balanced. The amendment requires that the budget be balanced at the start of the fiscal year. The budget as enacted must be balanced. 
Reversions are known for sure only at the end of the fiscal year. Would the 2017 budget have been permitted under the amendments procedures? At the end of the 1990s, the economy was doing so well that revenues came in above estimates year after year. The extra revenue accumulated in state balances. Balances got bigger than necessary, so the General Assembly enacted budgets to use those balances for tax cuts and added spending. But that meant, for those years, enacted appropriations were greater than estimated revenues. Would this be allowed under the amendments procedures? In 2013, the legislature used excess balances for pension stabilization and tax refunds. In 2017, they used excess balances for road construction. If this spending was counted as appropriations, they would have exceeded estimated revenues. Perhaps excess balances could be counted as revenues, but the amendment doesn't say how balances should be treated. Maybe we already have a balanced budget requirement. Maybe we don't. The General Assembly has always acted as if we do, so maybe the proposed amendment would have no effect. Maybe it would prevent possible problems in the future. Maybe it would change the way we do things now. Maybe it would stop us from doing some sensible things that we've done in the past. Maybe it would take some court decisions to clarify what we can and cannot do. If the amendment passes, maybe we'll find out. And that's Capital Comments for October 2018. I'm Larry DeBoer. You've been listening to Capital Comments. You can find text and podcast versions of Capital Comments archived at www.agecon.purdue.edu slash crd slash localgov.